Hey, good morning. And it's Let's Go Live with Jack Kelly. We moved it to 11 to see if that's better for people. Um, I wake up super early. So pretend, make, you know, it's pretty, you know, good because I get stuff done. But I know most people are not really their best at 10. So if you can maybe 11, then we can even try 12, see if that works. So for today, here's what I want to talk about. Everything, and you, you, you've seen it. Everything is changing so quickly. It's, it's, it's almost frightening. And when I say everything, let, let's, I'm talking in context of predominantly the workplace, but then also, you know, kind of the real world. And it used to be not so far, you know, in the past where you have a career, you have something that you specialize, you know, a certain topic, a certain kind of niche, and that's it. And you're good to go. But now with AI, machine learning, all these new kind of technologies and platforms, it's, it's just changing. And it's changing very fast. And I think that's a problem when you're looking for a job and companies are looking to hire because they see how things are so dynamic. And they want to find people. It's almost a meme at this point, right? Where, you know, they'll say, hey, we want someone with 10 years of this kind of technology. And then the meme is like, uh, it's only been around two years. How can you have 10 years? So there's, there's a bit of a disconnect where there's expectations from companies to have these, you know, certain tech skills other, in, in a various array of different skills. And a lot of times it's not fair because... Why should they have it? Or they're asking a little too much. But what I think it's prudent for people to do, whether you're currently working or you're in between jobs, to really start thinking of how can I build, build a skill stack? And a skill stack, in my, my understanding of it, is basically you have different abilities, talents, and you build and you build upon it. So for instance, when I'm doing these LinkedIn lives and podcasts, the way I'm able to do it and do it relatively easily because I have a skill stack of having been a recruiter for 26-ish years and interviewing people, uh, I'm used to interview people. And even if I don't have a guest, I'm used to talking and talking about subject matter related to careers. Then Forbes asked me to write for them. So I, I would interview all sorts of executives and learn all about what they do, learn all about different areas in Wall Street, in technology. I'm a co-host of the Blind Ambition podcast that's really geared towards big tech. So I have an understanding of that. So when I give now these kind of LinkedIn lives and, and podcasts, it's not, not because I'm smart or anything, because I'm kind of dumb, but you know, regular, regular guy, you know, but when you kind of add on these things, oh, okay, you know, by doing lots of interviews, you really get the zeitgeist of what job seekers are looking for and what hiring managers are looking for, what HR is looking for. And by getting a feel for different areas, what's happening in tech, what's happening in Wall Street, what's happening, you know, in Main Street. So I'm able to synthesize all that and put it together. And 
the common denominator, what I'm seeing to go back uh, to the beginning of the conversation is you really have to start digging deep into like, hey, what are my skills now? Are they going to be useful a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, 10 years from now? And I would suggest that you should start accumulating different skills. The good thing is with all these online courses, and many of them are free, by the way, you could take courses in an array of different subjects. For instance, I would say one of the things, learn to code, but that's almost like, it has almost like a derogatory feel when you say, oh, learn to code, because that was a big rallying cry when some people were losing their jobs. Like if you were you know, years back, like coal miners, others losing their jobs. And, and the journalists were saying, well, they could learn to code. I'm like, really? Is it going to be so easy to code? So it became that kind of hot potato thing. Like, you, you know, you're asking these folks all of a sudden to learn to code how, where, why. And when that was going on, you really didn't have all these different online coursework and free coursework and ability to try to do it on your own. So now you do. It depends upon your appetite. It depends upon, do you have the time and energy? It depends upon your interest. But I would say, here's some of the things that are like the fast growing sectors it's going into 2024 that seems where these are what employers are looking for and what they want. And in no particular order, I'll just run through some of them. And we could, we could riff on a couple of them, you know, to just, just chat to see if it makes sense. One of them, let's just start with the coding. Supposedly, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on it. To be a 10x coder is probably not realistic for most people. But if you could have maybe a baseline and, and take some coursework or training or go back to your school and have some basic low-code, no-code kind of work, that's good. You don't have to be an expert, but this way when you interview or you're at the job and someone says, hey, can you help me with such and such? You can say, hey, I know a little coding. With that help, can I, can I participate? Can I be involved? And by having maybe sometimes just a little knowledge of it, a little understanding, get your foot in the door to start moving into a different direction within the organization. Or if it's on your resume, it makes it stand out. And that's something extra special that's going to be a differentiator so it makes you look better than other people who don't have those skills. So in terms of one, so we're talking about code. Then the big thing I think is AI. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be now an AI, code, you know, AI software engineer, a, a machine learning engineer, but it's incumbent upon you to really check out all the different AI platforms, Claude, uh, Google, Bard, of course, ChatGPT, uh, proc, uh, proximity, proximity. I use it all the time. I can't even remember exactly the name, but there's a lot of them now, and they're growing. And they're everything from, you know, just uh, ChatGPT kind of stuff, giving you all the information to text to videos, text to art. There's so many out there, and it makes sense for you just to kind of understand and 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 practice doing different prompts because it's going to help. It could help from everything to putting your resume together, 
if you're a recruiter or hire manager to put a job description together. It could be how to answer commonly asked questions. So by, by, by really digging deep into it, it's going to help you looking for a job, look, getting advancing within your career, moving forward, being able to get data information quicker than other people. And this one, you don't have to learn to call everything. It's just really playing around with it. Because if you don't have it and everybody else is using it, it's like an arms race. You fall behind. You'll be left out. I find it just for firsthand, I'm to the point now, pretty much if there's anything I'm interested in, as opposed to where I used to go to Google right away, I'll go to a couple of different AI platforms and go directly there because it cuts to the chase. And it can run the gamut from uh, taking my kids a couple of weeks back during pumpkin picking time and where are the best farms to go to, to pick pumpkins and, and you know, other stuff to how to write a piece about such and such that I'm not really familiar about. And it, it, it saves so much time and energy. Um, another few things. And this is, this is kind of old school, but you want to have a little bit of salesmanship, a little bit of salesmanship and business development. Sales and business development sometimes has like is this, this connotation to like this, you know, used car salesperson where you're kind of slimy and you're just trying to pull something over, but that's not the case. If you're in tech sales, you can make a fortune. If you're in sales for you know, selling Boeing jets, you can make a fortune. And with sales, it also comes with sales, business development, but then also having communication skills. And that's a key thing. A lot of times, the best salespeople are the best communicators. They're empathetic. They actively listen to their customers. They're compassionate, they're intuitive, and they just sometimes either innately, they have the gift of gab, they're gregarious, or they just learn how to be that way. So having, I, I would suggest if there's in your job, or even if you're in between jobs, and you want to take a bridge role, I would suggest trying something in sales or business development. And you don't have to have that. I know you're going to say, well, I don't have that personality. I'm kind of an introvert. I'll tell you this. Before I started recruiting, I, I, my parents thought like, what are you doing? Because I wasn't that gregarious. Hey, how you doing? You know, let, let's, let's, uh, yeah, I'm going to set up a party tonight and let's go crazy. No, I was, you know, very studious, very, you know, focused, always worked hard, but like I wasn't that guy, you know? And to be a recruiter, I realized I have to really work on my, on my social skills in terms of interacting with people, understanding how to, you know, how to deliver a message, how to sell somebody, but without really being like, you know, a jerk or being heavy handed about it. And then I realized, wait a minute, I don't have to pretend, I'll just be myself. And if I and I've always 
looked at it this way with recruiting. I would never try to push a person into a job if I felt that they shouldn't be in that job. And if I felt somebody should be in that job, I would have no qualms about, you know, saying, hey, Christine, I'm telling you, trust me, this is a great opportunity. You know, I'm just, and I'm not saying it to be pushy. I'm saying, because I really do believe your background, your experience and what the company's looking for is a perfect fit. They're going to love you. The money is great. The company, I know the hiring manager, wonderful person. So I would have no qualms about really pushing for somebody because I really believe in my heart that this would be the best move for that person. Now, I'm not going to say anything like shady or whatever, none at all, because that ruins your whole reputation. But I would, I would position it such because I'm passionate. And I feel like, oh my gosh, if you get this job, you can have more money, more opportunity, more growth. And if you don't take it where you are, you're just going to be flatlining. So I would suggest for the people who are looking for a bridge job, oftentimes we talk about you know, maybe going to Amazon and schlepping boxes or driving an Uber, maybe try a sales related position. And, and if you Google how much or go on AI and see how much money sometimes you can make, it's, it's really eye-opening. You can make a whole heck of a lot of money. And you don't have to have that person right away. You want to work on it. So we have coding, we have knowing AI, we have sales and business development. Then a couple of other things, just, just these are sectors that make sense to work at. Look, take a look at cybersecurity. Every, I've been speaking to so many people, so many leaders in the cybersecurity space. And the number one thing they keep saying is that there are just thousands of jobs opening. And for whatever reason, people aren't really gravitating to it. I don't know. I still can't figure out. I'm not sure why. But there's so many open roles. So that's something definitely to take a look at because there are a whole lot of opportunities out there. They're all claiming that they need help. Now, it could also be, and anybody who's been looking for a job recently, you've seen it. You know, there'll be open jobs, but then like, nah, we want someone who has exactly, 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 exactly. Could that happen? Yes, but it's worthwhile taking a look at cybersecurity, data analytics, that's another huge area. Cybersecurity, data analytics, um, Project management, project management is, I think, an, compared to some of the others, is a relatively easier thing to, to, to segue into because it's this catch-all where you're that person who's organized, who's structured, who's rational, and then could make sure that whatever product, whatever they're working on, that you're that person who keeps it together. And we've all seen that person, right? Sometimes it, going back to school, right? Where there's 10 people and nine of them are goofing off. And there's one person who's just like, Phew, blinders on, they're focused on it. They're keeping it all together. They're making it happen. That's an important job, particularly when you see a lot of these startups, fast growing companies where they need that person who has those skills. Um, Digital marketing is an interesting one too. Digital marketing, social media. Let's be frank, this is it. I mean, how many hours are people spending a day on TikTok, on X, on threads, on Instagram, Facebook? It's it's just off the charts. And you have some of these, you know, TikTok influences making a fortune. So there's different ways that you could 
go into 2024 and beyond and really do some interesting things. Because if I would mention to you five years ago, six years ago about, hey, you could be a TikTok influencer and make hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more, you'd be like, what are you talking about? That sounds insane. Now we see it all the time. Or being an Instagram influencer, you know, 20 years ago. What? What are you talking about? This is nuts. This is how it evolves. And you want to be smart enough to say, what are my skill sets? What am I good at? What do I enjoy doing? And do I have the ability, let's say if I'm in between jobs or thinking of a new job, how can I move into one of these areas, use my skills, perhaps take some online courses, some training, and move into something that I'm going to be happy with, that I'll be motivated, I'll feel excited about, I'll be jazzed about. This is the time to do it. Now is a time where things slow down a little bit at work, people starting to take their vacations, people going on autopilot. So this is the time to start really thinking about, hey, what am I going to do in 2024 to make my life better and make my, my work life better, to make more money and have more opportunities. So we'll look at AI, sales and business development, user experience. Those are the people who check out and work with websites to make sure that when you go on some site and you're like, ah, why isn't this working? This is the person who's taking care of it and making it work. Uh, another thing is, there's a big need for people who have critical thinking, who have strong communication skills, critical thinking, level-headed. Now, that's not going to get a job on, on your own, but that's something that if you interview, you want to show to the hiring manager that you are a critical thinker. You're, you're, not, you're, my, you're not in a box. You like problem-solving, plus you have the interpersonal and communication skills to get the message across. And don't underestimate that. Oftentimes, a candidate will get the job if they have less skills and experience, but they have the ability to communicate well. Because you could have the best skills, but if you can't communicate it, it's just a pain in the butt for everybody involved. Because then it's hard for like the managers, supervisors, and others to understand what this person's talking about. You know, they're giving all these jargon and all these gobbledygook stuff. And like, what are you, I don't understand. What are you talking about? So you want to work on your communication skills and your writing skills. Now, no one reads anything like of any length anymore. We've all lost that attention span, but at least to write clearly, concisely. So the communication skills include writing, speaking, interacting with people, selling people, so you with me on that? So like, there's a lot of things you could work on. Now, not everybody has the interest in the same thing and not everybody has the same wants, but you could cherry pick which ones make sense. So user experience, AI, sales, critical thinking, communication skills, coding, data analytics, digital marketing, cybersecurity, business analysis, project management. And that's just some of it. So I would say start, um, and I, I think I may have, if not, Christine and I could put it into the, the chat here, uh, a Forbes piece where we're, we give a little bit more in detail about what each one is about, which each one of these topics we're talking about, 
you know, what you kind of need to do and a little bit more insight, but I don't want to kind of bore you for each one giving to you. I figure for this conversation to give you the big picture, the big picture is like, here are some fast growing jobs in hot sectors that are going to be the future. And it makes sense to at least, at the very least, take a peek, right? Take a peek, take a look and think, huh, this might be something I'm good for. Or maybe you're, you're, you have kids who are in their 20s or 30s who are lost and not sure what the heck to do and say, hey, maybe take a look at these things. Maybe something appeals to you. Maybe if you're in between jobs, you have nothing to lose. Maybe try taking some credentials, accreditations, coursework from, from universities, from online to, to supplement your knowledge. The time is now where it's kind of chill. You know, it's going to be that way for a while. So take advantage of it and start start moving forward. Because if you're going to be like an ostrich with your head in the sand and thinking, oh, everything's going to be the same, you're going to be sadly mistaken because it's not like that. Things are moving super quickly. Things are changing dynamically. And if you don't have the skills, if you don't have the experience and you don't have the knowledge or you don't have the interest in it, what's going to happen? You're going to be left behind. You're going to look like, you're going, to, you're going to look like that person who's wearing the 80s jeans. You're the dad who's wearing the 80s jeans, you know, the 80s haircut, 80s, you know, glasses, listening to the same music, and you never just changed. You were there, you know, graduated high school or college, and that's it. You're stuck in that zone. You're at that time warp that never, you know, never got out of it. And when you interview and you're like that, do you think a hiring manager wants that? It doesn't. They don't. They want somebody who is, is, gets what's happening now and what's happening in the future. They're not stuck in the past because if they're stuck in the past, it's going to be hard to drag them into the future. You want someone who wants to, to know what's going on. They want to know all about AI. They want to all know about what the heck is this machine learning, Jack? What's that about? You know, I didn't realize that sales could pay so well. I should look into that. You want to be intellectually curious about how I could look at my innate skills, my God-given skills, plus skills I've learned and acquired over the years, plus others that I can learn about, and then start moving in that direction. So this, so, so this is the time here, you know, you'll take a look and Christine will share it. If I, I don't, I don't remember if I put them in there, but if not right after this, we'll, you know, put, you know, the article in there with all the different breakdowns of it. So you could take a look, you could ask questions about it. Um, if I know people who are in those spaces and you want an introduction, let me know, see if I can make that happen. And, uh, and this goes to part two, Chris, you ready for part two? I am. All right. Part two. Okay. This is going to be a little different. We're changing gears a lot. Are you guys, are you guys ready? We're, we're going to change gears a bit. All right. You ready? So I'm going to go. I'm going to start. Wait, no, I'm going to take a little another drink of water. So this is going to blow your mind. We're probably going to see in the next year or two, I don't have the data right in front of me, but you're going to probably have as many, if not more, Gen Zs in the office as baby boomers. Let that sink in. How crazy is that? Gen Zs, I think the oldest Gen Zs are about 25, 26 now. It's really hard to believe, right? 
So you're going to have that cohort of like eight, 15 years or 14 years old to 12, wherever it is to 26. Obviously it's not going to be a 14 year olds and 15 and you know, who could be in the office, but it's going to be the 21s to the 26s. They are going to start being the biggest thing. And I'm sorry, millennials, because I know for the longest time you were the cool young kids, you know, who everybody was either looking at and say, wow, hey, they're the young, they know everything or they know nothing. It's every generation is the same thing. You know, each generation is like, they're lazy. They don't want to work. <laughs> What's wrong with this generation? In my day, it was different. And the same thing's happening. And with Gen Z, just like millennials, I'll say I'm a Gen X. and I think we're different because we were stuck between the boomers and millennials and we were perfectly high, fine saying, I don't care. I don't give a shit. You guys do whatever you want to do. Just leave us alone. Let us do what we want. We don't want to be bothered. So we kind of opted out and said, we're doing our own thing. You guys, whatever, doesn't matter. Gen Z is a definitely interesting group and they have their own language. All right. So Christine, how about this? If, if I read off some of like, the most popular terms, right? That Gen Zs use. Would you mind if, if I read it, give you a few, and then you can guess what it means? Because it's like a completely different language. Yes. I, I feel like, have you seen the video of Martin Scorsese where his daughter does this? And he actually no. did a really good job. But yes, go ahead. So what happened? Like, like, like Martin Scorsese, he's, he's like really old, right? Now he's like 75 or right? Something like that. So, something like that but his daughter's actually really young and she's gen z and she gave him like a pop, a pop quiz on <laughs> okay all right so i'll be martin scorsese okay and you could be his daughter or granddaughter so you would do you want me to give you terms or you give no, no me i'll give you the term like that is it was it just like his daughter or granddaughter no it was, that was his daughter okay okay so his daughter let's go to the, <laughs> what technically you would be his daughter and i would be martin scorsese okay <laughs> so okay martin <laughs> christy martin all right you ready this is an easy one okay and if you know it, and if people watch this you want to put it in in, in you know in the in the comments there if you know it you you know you could brag that you kind of passing the gen z test riz oh you mean the word of the year um oh yeah yes <laughs> Uh, it means like charisma and like uh, like ability, right? Yes, yes. All right, ding 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 ding. One point. There you go. Okay. How about this slay? You usually have like slay queen. <laughs> yeah, slay. it's like like you're killing it. Like slay. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. Okay. How about no cap? Like no lie, right? Like no yes. Cap. Wait, okay. like there's wait, there's two of them, right? No cap means being truthful and meaning what you say. And then cap is, I think, when you do lie. So no cap is being truthful. Cap, I guess, is lying, if I understand correctly. <laughs> All right. How about this other one? Sus. Suspicious. Yes. Uh, slap. <laughs> Something slapping. Is slaps. It's like... It's awesome. Like if something's if a food slaps, it tastes good. This <laughs> okay. really good. <laughs> wow, you're doing good at this. Did you cheat? Did you speak to Martin Scorsese and his daughter? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Were you hanging out with them again? Yeah. Hobnobbing <laughs> with the Hollywood elite. Yeah, I'm uh, in this movie. 
<laughs> you're starting his next movie. Yeah. Uh, how about Side Eyes? Side Eye. Is it like a literal side eye where you kind of just look at someone kind of like <laughs> <laughs> from the side of your eye? Yeah, I guess like, so, like judgmental, I, like being yeah, judgy. Like, uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I love this one. The brain isn't braining. Brain. Oh, it, it's like the brain isn't braining. It's like you're not thinking it's not yes. working. I've seen people, it's not just brain. They'll use like any noun and then make it an action. An action. Perfect. <laughs> okay. How about this one? Menti. I've heard of menti be like a, a mental breakdown. So yes. Menti which is like crazy okay yep 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 wow like you're killing it here okay <laughs> delulu delusional yes oh my god you're killing it no can we do riz to serve you said to serve serve yes he's serving it's like it's giving uh I don't know. It, I feel like giving is also another slang term. I don't know mm. another way to say giving. It's you're serving, you're giving. I don't know. It says like, here's what they say. But they is, I don't know where I got it from. To look good. Example, her new outfit looks stunning on her. She's yeah. serving. She's serving. It, yeah, like serving, giving. Like, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one. Last one, you ready? Yeah. It's sending me. It's sending me. It's like I die. Like my millennials, we were always like, I die. So like, <laughs> it's like it's sending me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You yes. are you hit all of them. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Now, now, are you as a millennial, are you feeling weirded out that you get this younger group that's replacing you guys? Uh, I'm thankful to no longer be like the most hated generation. <laughs> <laughs> passing the baton <laughs> and Zeke and Oh yeah. It, isn't that funny how it is? Like every generation is like, they don't want to work. They're lazy. They're horrible to work with. They're spoiled. It's like every time it's like the same playbook. I mean, it's so silly. So yeah. So you're out of it. It's so, like, now you're going to be like, uh, now you're not an elder. No, later, not, right. I love that. No, term. not there yet. Yeah. yeah, so you know, I'll just be in the corner with like my side part, my skinny jeans, <laughs> my avocado toast, just minding my own business. <laughs> so, what is okay? I don't know this. Is there the dress code of Gen X? How is that different? Let's say the millennials, Gen Z versus. Yeah, I'm sorry, Gen uh, Zs. I feel like Gen Z is just like a copy and paste of the '90s. So it's like the wide, like jeans, <laughs> very natural look. Where we were more like skinny jeans, side part, heavy makeup. I'm holding, up, I'm holding up to it. Oh my god! I refuse to wear cargo pants. Those cargo pants is that like with the with, with like the jeans that are like flaring out big time? Yeah, with like lots of pockets and stuff. Yeah. Don't they also wear like mom jeans too? Yes, mom jeans and dad shoes. <laughs> dad shoes like what the either like the old nikes or like what would be the clunky the new balances mm. yeah but this all plays a part in communicating right 100 percent. 
Because like, I know we're goofing around with this, but it does make sense to, if you're going to be working in the workplace, right? It does make sense to understand how people think and act and how they view the world. Otherwise, it's just going to be difficult. You know, um, I mean, I think w most people have more in common than they like to believe. And they think, oh, they're so different. And, you know, um, you know, baby boomer, you're a Gen X. A lot of people have this certain, you know, commonality. But I think when you're having like five, when you can have like, like five different generations under one roof, it really does make sense to get us to understand what other generations are like, because then it's just going to make it easier for everybody to work harmoniously together and not have awkwardness and weirdness and tension. Like what I noticed with Gen Zs, they're definitely much more into social causes, political issues, uh, more of a life work balance, maybe because they realize like they see their parents and how like they work their butts off just to get laid off. <laughs> and it was terrible. So yeah. So I think just as I think almost as important, or maybe even on the same level, to start saying, hey, building your skill stack and looking at AI and looking at cybersecurity and other different areas that are fast growing. Similarly, you want to be able to understand and communicate with, you know, let's say you're a boomer to communicate with Gen Xs and, and millennials and, you know, Gen Zs. And Gen Zs to actually have like, say, all right, now I'm going to work with other people. I can't just say, oh, I'm going to be my way and heck with everybody else. Now you got to find a way to start collaborating and working with the Gen Xs and, and the millennials and others. So yeah, that's a skill. And that goes under, like you said, having, building those social skills, communication skills, and actively listening when people are talking. So you really could understand where they're coming from. Um, so yeah, and that's, and, and you know what, Christine, it's so interesting because you would think companies would really try to promote that to have you know, each group understand one another to make it I, work, but not so much. I agree, because there's so much that each generation can learn from each other. Um, you know, you've talked, you've talked about like reverse mentoring where mm -hmm. Gen Z can learn from boomers and boomers can learn from Gen Z. Everyone has, is coming from this place of their own experiences and their own knowledge. And we can all stand to learn a lot from each other and it'll teach us empathy as well. Fantastic. So, so I, so I think the next thing, Christine, you're going to adopt a Gen Z or maybe that's what we do, right? Like in this way, <laughs> you could understand them and they could understand you and you could fight over side parts or middle parts. Is that still a thing really? Like with how that's the difference with how you comb your hair for women, like side part, middle cut part. Or yeah, that's a big difference. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, so hopefully, hopefully this is an interesting LinkedIn live slash podcast in which giving some tips about what to do, where to kind of pivot your career if you're in between jobs to find a job in fast growing areas, but then also have a little fun with hey, it's going to be changing. Having like you, new young people in the office, it's going to bring a different dimension to it. And this is all part of it. And, and having the communication skills and the social skills so that it all works together. And, you know, you could do your best, make more money, build your career and keep growing. So thank you everybody for watching. Um, if you have any questions, any, any things to add, feel free to put it into the comments. Um, any way we could help you, let us know. And thanks very much for watching and we'll see you tomorrow.
Bye-bye, everyone.